This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, a home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pipus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks is out this week. But you can join the conversation with us this morning or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you doing this morning, Pam? You know, I'm pretty good. I <clears throat> tried to beat myself up this weekend doing some projects. Really? Yeah, I need to tell on myself. <laughs> What'd you did? What'd you do? Well, yeah, I, I've gotten to that age where every time there's a project, there's either blood or a bruise. Right. Mm-hmm. It just every time. The ones I hate are pinches. Oh God, I hate a pinch. I know. <laughs> I don't know which what what's worse, a, a pinch or a cut. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'll take the cut over the pinch any day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had. Well, I had a, I had a bang. Um, I was uh, working on some flower beds. I'm, I'm coming back in and framing everything out. I'm painting my wood on uh-huh. all six sides because Jeff you. told me to. Right. And then I am framing it out with the painted wood. Mm-hmm. And then I'm using on the sides, I'm using corrugated metal. Mm-hmm. And I have this metal left over, you right. know, in my shop. So I'm using that, cutting that. So I got on the inside of the bed to use my rivets mm-hmm. and my, my power drill. And I'm sitting on the ground, and I'm drill, drill, drill. And I was like, okay, I need to get on the other side. I think I'll just crawl over instead of stand up and step over. Right. Mm-hmm. What What could go wrong in a crawl over instead of a step over? Holding a power drill. Well, I put the drill down, okay. and I'm looking. I'm like, I should be fine doing this. Should be. I should be. I'm four inches off the ground, folks. And when I reached, when I went <laughs> over my foot... <laughs> My foot caught the pickaxe that I had been using because the ground was been hard because of our drought. Right. It caught that pickaxe and flipped it, and it landed oh, no. on my knee. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Like the, the handle? Yeah. The um, Actually, the pickaxe. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> the heavy part. Well, I didn't see you limp this morning, so you should be. A- well, I laid on the ground. You know, I've just, no shame. I <laughs> laid on the ground and cried. I just, because <laughs> it hurt right. so bad. And then I do I, that thing that they do on the Family Guy where they go. <sighs> well, no, I just cried and cussed. <laughs> that's, right, my, yeah. that's my solution. So I'm crying and cussing, and I thought I better get up and go inside before my neighbors start coming over. And so I limped. I limped inside, uh-huh. got my pack of ice, laid down on the sofa, iced it for the rest of the day. And I was fine. You know, if I get the ice on it, get it elevated, then usually by the next day. But I I was like, I'm done with that project for this weekend. I want everyone to hear what just happened. That is the quintessential story of home improvement right there. Let's go to Rebecca. And uh, she's got a thing about a fire prevention kitchen gadget. Is this something you know about, Rebecca? It's something I don't know about. I, uh, the, they installed these at the apartments where I live, mm-hmm. and it's got it's got a magnet that attaches it to the hood. But then there's this tin that holds some sort of powder, and then there's a wick at the very bottom of it. And so, if there's any any sort of fire, that if you know if the flames come up, and once the sensor is is 
stimulated, then it drops the powder to, to help the fire. But I've never seen these before, and I just wondered if they're new or if they've always been around and I just didn't know about it or what. what did you see this? What kind of facility did you see this in? It's uh, it's in the apartment complex oh. where I live. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm wondering and if I, you remember whenever I brought that thing in that I, I was f- thinking the same thing, but this is a newer. This is a new, and I bet it's a it's patterned after the same thing. So it's actually that's a really good idea to be honest, because especially in an apartment, and when you got multi housing, right. and if you have a fire in one unit, it endangers everybody else. So right. they must have found a device that would put out like a grease fire or anything that you're cooking on your range. It's going to put it out if there's any flames. Right. That you know that's a uh, that's amazing. But but you're saying that this gadget will will cut the power for you, right? No, no, no. It doesn't. No, it just it, puts it the. Oh. It no, drops it, a it substance and puts the flame out in the pan, probably. Right. 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 Man, that sounds so, like. I mean, the, I, uh, as you describe it, uh, I can see how you can make that look modern. But what Pam was talking about earlier were these bulb-type things that they used to make, gosh, in the 20s? Yeah, it looked um, like a tiny hot air balloon. Yeah, and, and uh, they would drop and drop this god-awful chemical that would put the fire out and also kill all the people underneath it. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was a well, sub—yeah, it, it could be dangerous. And then, then they started using salt water. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, so— Well, um, this is—do uh, you have this in your apartment right now? Yes. Take a picture of it and email it to yeah, us. Yeah, tell us what brand it is. Yeah, we'd we'll like this to look, thing up. We need to do some research on that. Maybe there's a listener out there who knows what they are. We should ask our uh, have our fire marshal in again and Ooh, that's talk, a good idea. talk to them about that. Put that on the list. But thanks for sharing that because that's a yeah. I, if that's you, pretty cool. If you find if you get us uh, something about that, we'd love to talk about that. Mm-hmm. If it's definitely. It, especially if it really helps safety. Well, so. and you think you can install that if you've got elderly people like me. <laughs> right. <laughs> trying, and I'm trying to multitask. Right. might not be a bad thing for me to put in my house. <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate the heads up on that. Let's uh, keep moving. Michael's on the line in Jackson. What's going on, Michael? Hey, guys. You hey. have talked in the past about uh, bathroom vents and whether or not to vent them outside or leave them in the attic. And I seem to recall there was something that y'all were going against conventional wisdom because of our humidity. Would y'all please elaborate on that and give us some of the justification? Sure. Um, <clears throat> the, and I'll just say this. Our codes are written in the north. Building codes are written and uh, for building in the north. So you have to be careful about taking those practices and bringing those into the south. And Jason, I sent Jason an article on the 10 dumb things that we do here in the south on building. Right. And um, what, what will happen is that your vent fan is not for odor, people. <laughs> It's it's not to be put in the toilet closet. What it's for is to go over your shower to get the humidity out of your bathroom. Right. That's what causes the mold and mildew in your bathroom. And so the the vent fan, the purpose is to get the moisture out. Now, here in the south, our dew point is so high, which means we've got so much water vapor in our air that if we try to take moisture from our bathroom 
and shoot it through a very long vent. Sometimes I've seen them 30 feet long. It's not going to make it. The physics is, is that it will begin to, that moisture vapor, trying to get through a very warm, moist area or even a cold. I, I think we have more problems in the winter, believe it or not. Then you'll start with condensation on the inside of that vent, and it will work its way back down and start dripping, and you'll have a rainstorm coming through your fan. Huh. It's just, it's not physically, the physics of it is not possible here in the South. Now, we do have some municipalities here locally, I will not name them, that require you to vent to the outside, and it's stupid. (laughs) It's just dumb. And, and I look at it, and I will tell my clients when I inspect in those municipalities, once you get your certificate of occupancy, have somebody go up there and cut that off within 18 inches above the insulation so your vent fan will work properly. If you don't, your vent fan will not work. Interesting. Uh, and I have heard folks using a separate fan, uh, an extra fan, to try to get that air up and out. You can, and, or you can, if you're, um, and, and see, in older construction, we didn't, we weren't thinking about that. Right. And so you have situations where you don't, you can't get a vent fan or a vent that's taking the, the air out of the bathroom. So you can add a ceiling fan. You're, what you're trying to do is dry the air in the bathroom after there is a shower or a bath. If you will use that. Now, Jason had a great idea. We were talking about this recently, and he had this awesome idea about putting a timer. Or that was a caller. That wasn't you. I was about to say, <laughs> don't don't give me the brilliance of someone else's idea. <laughs> oh, I forgot. No, Jason wasn't brilliant. It no, was a caller. I, I, I typically steal my good ideas. Yeah, but, but he said put a timer. And you know, I went out and bought one. I haven't installed it yet because I thought that is such a great idea. I'm going to do that. So when I go in to take my shower, uh-huh. I hit that timer, let's say, for 30 minutes. Well, I only take a shower for about five minutes. Right. So now that vent fan's going to stay on for 25 minutes more. And clear out pulling, that Clearing air. that out. Wow. And you can actually take it and put it up in your attic. And if your attic is venting okay, you should be fine. Now, where you're running into problems, let's talk about the winter. Uh-huh. If you take warm, moist air... And push it into your attic, and it that vent is not clear of the decking. Mm-hmm. You'll start to condensate on your decking and rot your decking underneath your, your roofing materials. So you have to push it back towards the center of the attic. You gotcha. can't take it. And I've seen that. I've seen some people, because they think you've got to get it out of the attic, they'll run that vent fan over to the soffit. Right. Whoa, bad idea. We're going to rot the soffit. <laughs> it's going to rot the soffit yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. So you've got to run it towards the middle of the attic. Now, my only exceptions on something like that might be a attic that has a very low pitch and low air volume. Right. So if you've got a really low pitch on your roof, if this is not a newer construction, you probably need to look at trying to get that out of the attic. Right. Because there's not enough room for the air to circulate. Right. I hope that helps. Michael, uh, that that make well, any sense? So it does, but I'm I'm questioning you don't want to push warm moist air out into the warm moist outside but you're pushing warm moist air into a warm moist attic. It seems like it's a lose-lose situation. I think you're right, actually. Well, I don't think if you were going to turn your shower on and never turn it off, 
It's it's nothing more than a rain shower. So, I mean, you're, all you're doing is taking the warm, moist air that's on the inside that if you don't get it out of your bathroom, the air conditioning or your conditioned air is going to cause condensation, and now you're going to get mildew and mold growth. But if you push it up into your attic that is vent- venting well, if you've got soffit vents and ridge vents or a power vent or whatever, and the air is moving around, you'll never put... Um, unless you turn your sh- – I mean, if you're taking a shower for 24 hours, you might really have a problem. <laughs> well, a good a good example of, of how this works that people see a lot, especially people who are a little bit older, um, if you're trying to get the, the fog off the window in your car, you turn the air conditioning on. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is you're trying to get the humidity out of the vehicle mm-hmm. so that there won't be any moisture in there to, 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 to mess up your view. Right. So you have to you have to dehumidify your car, in essence, in order to get that stuff out of there. And I understand your point, Michael. But the the thing that you have to work against is that the warm, moist air trying to go 25, 30 feet through a vent. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to work. And and I've seen that. I've been inspecting houses for about 20 years, and I'll go into a house, and there's literally drip marks on the vent fan. <laughs> huh. And, I, and I'm and i like, oh, God, I'm going to get up in the attic, and they're trying to take it out. There's going to be a right. box. They're going to try to be taking it to a box fan. And then you'll get up in there, and this is another crazy thing. It looks like an octopus up there because they've taken all those vent fans that are over on one side of the house, and they've taken them all up to the very same vent. Oh. It's not going to work. I mean, you might be following the letter of the law, but it ain't going to work because the physics won't allow that moisture to travel that far in that environment. It's just, it's not going to go out. Gotcha. Michael, does it help? So, Pam, I've got a 1960 rental house. It's got about a 4 and 12 pitch. Okay, yeah. Uh, and it's got, it's got gable vents. You just want to get up into the middle of the attic 18 inches above the insulation and stop there? Well, see, now you're going back to a low-pitch roof. I'm on a 412 with gable vents, and I did not trust that—I didn't think there was enough air volume in my attic— so I took mine, and my bathroom was located on the lower end of the pitch— so I just went ahead, and when I had a new roof on, put on, I went with box vents, and that was my exception. Low, if you've got a low-pitched roof. You did say that at the end, at the beginning yeah, of Yeah, if you've got it. So in your situation, Michael, I would consider either trying to take it over to the gable, if you can get it to the gable, or putting on a box vent on the roof. Um, because to go in that low volume of an attic, you might have issues. Right. All right, Michael, I hope that helps out. But uh, I, I, I guess if she told you there's a general rule and to break it, I think I think we're solid. <laughs> so, Do right. this. No, wait a minute. Do that. We want to hear from you right now. What's happening at your house? Send an email to fixit101 at MB, mpbonline.org. Nick is uh, going to be speaking to us here in just a moment. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is out this week, but we're still answering your questions. Nick is on the line right now, and uh, um, and he's in Kibby. What's going on, Nick? Hey, how y'all doing today? Very, very good, sir. How about you? What's up? Oh, pretty good. Pam, I got a question for you. Uh, first of all, I'm going to give you a little background. Uh, I built my house here in 1966, 
And back then, uh, it's a two-story house, and, and the bathroom upstairs has a vent. No window in the center of the upstairs. The downstairs has two bathrooms, which are on the outer walls, and both of those bathrooms have windows that you can raise and shut. Now, they did not put the contractor, which I thought was a good contractor, did not put vent fans in those two bathrooms because, and I asked him about it, he said, we got windows, so you don't need a vent fan. Now, I'm 83 years old, and uh, <laughs> I'm and, uh And my son says that when I die, he's going to take a bulldozer. The first thing he did bulldoze his house down. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested in spending the money I put in vent fans in. I noticed that when I take a shower uh, in, in the bathrooms downstairs, that uh, moisture water does accumulate on the tiles. But if I take a bath with the door open going into the bedroom, uh, I notice it doesn't do that. Now, my question to you is, since I don't want to have ceiling fans installed at this time in my life, how, what am I gaining? Or am I gaining much by leaving the doors open in the bathroom when I'm showering? You know, Nick, thank you so much for your phone call because that is exactly what I was talking about. In older construction, they didn't do that because the code says, which is written up north, if I hadn't mentioned that before, the code says that if you've got an openable window, you don't have to put a vent fan in there. Well, in the south, if you open your window while you're trying to take a shower, you're just sweating before you get out of the shower. (laughs) It is not, not good. Um, so what I tell folks in older construction homes is put, and this actually, I've done this down at my place in the, in the country is I put a little, uh, fan mm-hmm. over on the edge and I don't obviously run the fan when I'm taking a shower cause it's chilly when I get out right. if the fan's blowing on me. But as soon as I take my shower, I turn this oscillating fan on. So it dries the room out. It dries up my shower curtain. It dries up the walls and I let it run for about 30 minutes just to dry until the air out. Until she gets her timer installed. Yeah, until I get my timer. Well, I, you know, I ought to put a timer on that fan. <clears> there you me? go. <laughs> I just, that's a good, that's a great, that's brilliant. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, Nick. adding a ceiling fan or just a, a, a just, I, this is like, because I like old stuff. So I saw this little old, old oscillating fan, you know, the silver metal things that right. oscillates. And, and this one doesn't oscillate, it clicks. It doesn't oscillate as much. But it dries the room out adequately for me. Well, and and that's really the big deal is is moving air. And I know at my house on occasion when we've got to do that, we have a uh, we've got one of those twenty inch box fans, just twenty dollar box fans. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And you can move it around the house. Yeah. And and whenever we've got a kind of a problem area, we'll bring that out in the summer when it's 150 degrees. You know, you just bring that out. And what's happening when you leave your door open, Nick? What's happening is that your air conditioner or your central HVAC is pulling that moist air into the system and helping you dry that out a little bit. It's not the best practice, um, but I'll be honest, I do that at my house. I've got a hall bathroom with a really nice shower that I had redone, and I will leave the door open during the summer months. Now, during the winter, I don't (laughs) because it's cold. Um, But, yes, you can do that. That will certainly help. But keep in mind, what you're doing is you're asking then your air conditioning system to dry out more moist air. Right. So you may lower your energy or raise your energy bill and lower your energy efficiency by doing that, by practicing that. 
But you know, you're 83. Well, so cares? you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If that's if that is adequate to keep the air dry, then absolutely. Well, I think I've got it figured out. I'm gonna buy me one of those timers and put it up on the shelf, and then I've made a good effort. How about there you go? Yeah, buy there the you timer. Go. There you yes. go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Egg timer should be fine. Don't hey, worry. That's about fine, it. Nick. You just hey. And then what I would do is uh, maybe put in your will that they can't mow that house down right, because I love old houses. Right. <laughs> Call us, hey. Nick. Yeah. Hey, you can't rule from the grave. That, that's well, right. that's, that's true, right. and you can't take it with you. That's right. Well, Nick, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. We're going to move on. I've got an email here that I've got to get to that just – we're in the same vein. It's just the opposite problem. Okay? okay. All right, here it is. Good morning. Love the show. We have a problem with dry and painful sinus issues starting when the gas heating is on, starting with the new heater last year that they got. They said, uh, we live in South Mississippi. We have a new central air and gas heating system, 3.5 ton ream with new ducts put in last year. Our home was built in 1980. It's 1,700 square feet. Uh, and uh, the home, it, had, it replaced a, a 3.5 ton York. They got a new one last year, a mm-hmm. ream. And York was pretty good. Well, I mean, both, both brands are very good. We've lived in our home for 35 years, never a painful dry sinus issue before. What can we do? What's going on? You know, didn't uh, Jeff last week talk about putting the pots on the stove? On the stove, uh, yeah, and boiling uh, them, and, yeah. And putting some, you just got to add some humidity back in there because what's happening is that that, that system is much more efficient mm-hmm. and it's drying that air out pretty fast, especially in the, in the heating months. Mm-hmm. I do that. I actually, um, I've got, and I've talked about this, I've got this old wood burning stove mm-hmm. that I absolutely love. And what I will do is throw all my firewood in there and close that thing up. It'll heat my hi- entire house. And then I will take a pot of water and just set it on top. Well, and yes, this is the way that you can do it without spending a dime. Mm-hmm. But if you are okay with spending a dime, you could get yourself, especially for your rooms like where you sleep, you know, bedrooms and, and the uh, maybe even, uh, say, like an eating area or something like that where you spend a lot of time. Get a small humidifier. Just a small one that you can see that's glass so you can see in it. Yeah. And, and folks, I mean, you can pick those up at the big, big box for 20 bucks, 15 bucks. I mean, they don't they don't cost much. To humidifier. Yeah, what's happening is then, especially if you had, and I just want to, yay, thank you for redoing your duct work whenever you redid your, yay. Right, right. Because um, I've got a client right now that didn't do that, and we got, a, we got us a mess. So it's so much more efficient mm-hmm. that it's drying that out. What I would do, too, is maybe pick up, and, and you may have one of those thermostats. I love mm-hmm. the new thermostats that will tell you how much humidity is in the air. And you really you can get that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your thermostat will tell you like mine does. I know at my house I keep my I keep my humidity level somewhere around 55 percent. Really? Over 65 percent. You're going to have problems. You want to keep it below 65 percent. Now I'm but, running out getting that new uh, a thermostat. thermostat. Yeah, they're yeah. like 100 bucks. It's not that big of a deal. But you can actually um, kind of monitor that if you get below and. I'm going to be honest. I'm just going to pull a number out of the air, but I'm just going to make a guess. If you get below like 45%, it's going to be like living in the desert. It's going to be so dry. And 
especially for locals. Yeah, for, and that's what I was thinking. Yeah. For, for those of us who live here in the South. Yeah, if you live in Phoenix, whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, if you're yeah. out there, you're buying nose spray, you're kind of used <laughs> to it. But here, we're just not used to it being that dry. And, we're boy, we have some weird weather, just god-awful weather. It's right. either raining and we're drowning and flooding, or it's so dry. And I was talking to a client the other day that called in because they were having some foundation stuff, and and I was like, okay. We went through rain, 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 and now we're dry, 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 dry. And that ground can't figure out where it wants to go. No. So because when it's raining, it gets real puffy, mm-hmm. and whenever it dries out, it constricts. And we hope it doesn't dry out for too long. We know what happens right. there, especially with our Yazoo clay. And this is when the foundation guys go, ha, 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 right. ha, ha, ha. okay, yeah. And so our bodies are doing the same thing. <laughs> So think about it. Our right. bodies are, we got all this moisture, and then it dries up, and our bodies are going, wait a minute, time right. out. What's going on? We're still looking to hear from you about your home improvement projects. If you want to join today's show, send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Fix It 101. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector and inspect it like a girl and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. But he stepped out this week, so we're just going to play with You're Pam. playing hooky. Right, right. We've got a couple of folks on the line. I want to get to Kay first in Boonville. She's got a uh, question about natural gas heaters. What's going on, Kay? Hey, um, I have a, 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 a Vanguard um, heater mm-hmm. uh, that's connected to the wall. Yes, ma'am. But I need to replace it because uh, it's beginning to burn outside the bricks. Wow. Hmm. And um, I wonder if you could maybe suggest a good brand, or if you can't suggest brands, can you give me some tips on how to choose the best heater to replace it? So this is just so I'm clear on what you've got. This is a like a freestanding. Um, it's connected to the wall. It, is it connected to the water system? Uh, no. no, it's okay. no, it's a gas. It's gas. Yeah, it's gas. It's natural gas. You know, that's popped into the house. Okay, and it's just yeah. for a single room. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, I have a, um, and I'm just going to go ahead and tell you the brand. Yeah, I go have for a, it. I have a freestanding uh, ream down at the pond um, that the prior owner had put in, and I love the thing. Is it one of the rolling versions? No, it's yeah. a it's gas. It's and we've got it in because this is so far out in the country. It's on propane. Right. But yeah, they make. Uh, I, and I would go on something like that. You know, folks are just naturally. And they need to be scared of gas. Right. (laughs) Just need to really kind of have a healthy little fear of that. Um, Yeah. Um, So, and then I would have a professional put it in. I'm not ever going to try to do. Not with gas. uh, Gas or. Um, yeah, that's one of the things I'm going to kind of stay away yeah, from. Yeah, you never DIY gas. I plumbing. love the little ream uh, heater that we've got. And what I do with that thing. And I do the same thing with my, um, and I've talked about this before, with my wood-burning stove. If I will turn that ream on and mm-hmm. this little cabin that we've got, and then I'll turn the fan on in the um, on the central unit, mm-hmm. and it will it will pull that air distribute in, and it. distribute it evenly throughout the entire house. So we can use that little freestanding ream to heat the entire house. Now, if we don't do that, if we don't turn that fan on, then it's just going to heat that single room. But there are some awesome models out there. How, how old is your unit? 
probably, well, it's over 40 years old. Uh, update. Oh, time. Wow. Update time. Time to Plus, update. Plus, yeah, your, uh, your, your power bill is about to go down. Well, and you you also need no, to think about to the power. It's well, I mean, not gas. power. Gas. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Well, what I'm concerned about for you is that in these older units, the offput of carbon monoxide is going to be higher. It's not going to be nearly as efficient, and it probably puts a lot of water into the house. When you burn gas, you get water. So updating yep. to a newer unit, I would really recommend that. And and I, like I said, I've been I have been very very pleased with the Rain unit. That that that's my experience with those. You might have okay. someone. What is a Rain? What what do you say? Rain unit. Uh, Rain. It's R H E E M. That's a Rheem. brand name. R H E E M. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've heard of that brand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, they okay. they do them all across yeah. the board. And there may be if you talk to your installer. They may have something that's a little bit more efficient. What I always do is, I'm just like everybody else. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the reviews. <laughs> right. I'm gonna find out. So if they give you another name besides that, then look at the reviews on those from customers. Mm-hmm. Don't get caught up in a review by the manufacturer. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's time. I'd go ahead and update that for sure. All right, well, thank you. I'm planning on it. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right, uh, real quick, Liz is in Moselle and also heating a single room, Liz. Liz, are you he, with us? He, 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 yeah, <laughs> heating a single room. <laughs> um, I, you may have just answered my question. Uh, I've got Maybe. a 20 by 20, 20 by 20 fish room. Um it's it's got fish tanks all the way around the side and the sofa in the middle. Awesome. Um, and yeah, I think it's awesome. It's <laughs> my lady cave, but it's it was built on afterwards, so it's not connected to my central AC or heat. Now the the AC part is fine. I manage with a, an exhaust fan and and a couple of box fans, but for the winter. I've been. I haven't known which to use for heating my dehumidifier or my, uh, you know, the oil-filled uh, heater. You know those ones that look like an old-time. Yeah, yeah, like a you, and you plug yeah. it in. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. How old uh, is your house, the, Liz? How how old is this home? The the house was built in nineteen thirty. Uh, 2013, and um, okay. the, 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 the uh, fish room a couple years after that. Okay. One of the things you're going to need to think about, and, and this is occupancy, occupancy issues, because we never know how someone's going to use the space that they live in. If you have a lot of fish tanks, which sounds awesome, you need to think about humidity control in that room. So it sounds like you do have an exhaust fan, so you could come in. You'd have to – you could actually, because, you know, our winters are just so incredibly long here, what, two, three weeks. Right. Um, They're long to me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You could put in a freestanding propane and and put a tiny little propane tank outside. You could have somebody install that. 
you know, somebody told me that no, 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 never in a, no, never in an enclosed room. But I, I've seen them, and and oh yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. they're yeah. for sale for inside a room. Right. And so yeah, that would that would save me a bundle on electricity, huh? Yeah, and what I'm talking about, like I'll see this on people will have these decorative fireplaces, and they'll mm-hmm. be in an area where they don't have gas. They it's all electric. Right. And what they'll do mm-hmm. is they'll have a plumber come in and put the propane tank on the outside. Now you do want to do that. I wouldn't bring the propane tank on the inside. No. I would have a propane uh, tank put on the outside wall, and then have the line installed through the wall, and then you could connect it to the heater on the inside, and then you know replacing that propane tank it's very similar to um these newer well i need to say new i don't have a lot of experience with camping but i went with a friend of mine this weekend and she bought herself a really really nice camper and they have propane tanks to heat Mm -hmm. the the camper oh yeah and so, and I was fascinated. It's also, it also completely fires up the kitchen. The kitchen, what, yeah, yeah, it does the kitchen. It does the um, the hot water. Right. It's really pretty awesome. And the tank was bigger than what you would see for a gas grill, mm-hmm. which okay, you might be able to get by with one for a gas grill because it's not like you're going to be turning it on for six months, right? Or putting it on a hundred. Yeah, you don't need that. Well, I could, I could do that. I could do that because I've got, I drilled a hole through the wall. I'm sounding like you. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. Just be sure you put the pickaxe away. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I needed to be able to, to when I tank water, which I do every day in the fish tanks. I need to drain my, uh, my water. I don't want to put it in the septic. So I drilled a hole the, the wall and connected uh, one and a half in PVC mm. kind of down the hill into the woods so my good water would go into the woods. But I could I could just enlarge that hole and use the same, use it, you know, to connect my, uh, my little heater because I do have a small propane tank uh out in the out there in the carport uh you know just right next to it and i could you know connect to that that's a great idea i would strongly recommend on your first connection though hire a plumber get get them out there to put all that together with the first time for the first time Yeah, but then beyond that, I think you should be fine. Now, somebody's going to call and chew me out and tell me that I'm crazy. Yes. But that sounds very reasonable to me. I'll make you a deal. You can't ask me to do something that I can't afford to do. But I have a neighbor who actually does all that. But he does it like, you know, to his own house and to help friends and stuff like that. And he knows what he inst- he installed my hot water heater. Okay? okay, you know he knows what to do, and I will call him. Yes, just have another set of eyes on that. And uh, yeah. we always we always like licensed contractors playing with uh, gas and plumbing, but <laughs> with gas and plumbing. And I mean, you're talking about a service call; it'd be 125 dollars. That's true for for peace of mind, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, if you've got somebody that's willing to do it, I would just make sure that they are, um, they can sign something that says they're responsible if it doesn't work yeah. right. <laughs> Stand back 50 yards. 
<laughs> Liz, thanks a lot. We appreciate your call in today. Um, hang on just a second. I've got a, an email here that we've got to get to. Uh, someone really uh, sent this three times. So, okay. Hello, love the show. My dad's wooden fence is coming loose from the brick side of the house. So they've obviously attached this fence, this wooden fence to the brick. So uh, it happened again. We fixed it two years ago. How can we stabilize the posts in the dirt and most securely attach to the brick side of the house? Um, I have an answer for this. Oh, goody. Go for it. Yeah, I have done this myself. You don't necessarily have to bury that pole. Cut it off at the ground and use lag bolts into the home into the into the uh, brick, mm-hmm. and you can go right from the wood into the grout part, the mortar. The mortar is something that you can drill out and put a screw into. So, in other words, instead of instead of having the ground try to hold all this weight uh, on that, you know, right there by the house, just to, just strap the 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 four by four to the house. And you can do that. They've got the bolts to do it, everything else. Yeah, you can do that if you um, – I'm not strong enough to do that, um, so I'll, I'll offer an alternative. Okay, um, go What for I it. did at my house. I think that's an awesome uh, way to do it. If you're not strong enough – and I've just not had a lot of luck with lag bolts going into brick. Um, but my house is, like, super old. I have a post that I put about 18 inches from the side of the house, uh-huh. okay? So I went down and got that thing, you know, 18 inches, two feet down, and got my quickcrete in there. And then what I did is I came in with my f- fence wood and went laterally uh-huh. to the house. So it it goes past the house. So now you can't, my dogs can't get out, right. nobody can see in, and it, it's to solve that problem. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, there's a couple of ideas for you. So she also asked, are, are there any of y'all for hire to help? <laughs> yes, Liz. So I'm not sure we're the ones you want to hire. All right. <laughs> All right, folks, you're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein, who are Pam Pibus, ASHI certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is out this week. We sure will have him back soon, though. Uh, I'm going to be getting to Janice on the phone in Louisiana real quick, but I have this article Pam sent me this week, and it's, it, it is fascinating. And it comes from, there's, it's in a top 10 list. The the website, and I have to spell it here because it's I can't pronounce the guy's name. Mm-hmm. So, but it's Joel something. Joel J O E L S T I B U R E K Stiburic. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that. That was a good shot. Dot yeah. com. We're just gonna call him Joel. Right, Joel. <laughs> yeah, and he, but he did this this fantastic list. It says insight, the top ten dumb things to do in the South when when uh, when building. Number ten. I'm gonna move through these pretty quick because we've got a caller on the line. But number ten, vented attics and vented crawl spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to him in the South, and he's got all of the science here to back it up. That's dumb, and it doesn't work like you think it should work in the South. Um, the next one would be buildings that suck. Ducks <laughs> and attics and crawl spaces. Yep. Uh, negative air pressure in negative buildings. Negative air pressure. Talk about it all the time. Leaking duct work. Yikes. Man, yep. That's bad. All right. Lined ducks in the South. Oh, yeah. Line yeah. ducts. Why uh-huh. are line ducts bad? Because they get wet. 
No, yeah, they'll get wet, and there's insulation on the inside. So let's just pull all those tiny yeah. little particles inside so we can breathe them in. Now, here's one that I've done personally and seen and, and cursed at as hard as I could. Vinyl wallpaper mm-hmm. in the South. Mm-hmm. Bad idea. Dumb. Just a bad idea because it captures all that water behind there. Right. And you, when you take we'll it down. It will eventually peel. Well, you, and yeah. you're growing mold behind it. Right. Hey. <laughs> That's the worst. Uh, carpets in schools are on slabs. Yep. yep. Why is that? Holds the moisture in and nasty. Okay. Just nasty. You ever take carpet out? Blah. Now, you know what's funny? He said one of the number five dumb things to do in the South is build a brick. Says, I love brick. Also hate brick. Let me tell you when I hate it. I hate it when it does not have a drainage plane behind it. Mm-hmm. It is also an exterior vapor barrier. Wet brick exposed to the sun is like moisture capacitor, which discharges to the cold side. Cold side is the interior air conditioned side. Mm-hmm. In other words, thermally, this is not working for you. It's just not. Yeah. And I, of course, we're going to continue to build with a brick down here. But, right. And Jeff talks about this quite a bit. You've got to have a, a bear. You've got to have like a, a three quarter to one half inch gap behind the brick. Right. And it's just we're not doing a good job with that. Right. Another one. And boy, this one was so popular for so long. Stucco. Oh, yeah. Man, I used to see this mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, stucco, again, another drainage problem. You've got you've got rotting wood underneath sometimes. There's there's a lot of things to deal with in the south. Well, he, what he says, if you read that, he said putting that over wood is just a bad idea. Commercial that, applications with steel, mm-hmm. not a big deal. But if that product, and I'm going to say this about, and, and I'm a member of what's called the Exterior Design Institute, mm-hmm. and I've done some of their classes, excellent excellent information if you don't flash something right right if you don't flash stucco right if you don't flash brick right if you don't flash people will like oh it's the real stucco it's fine (laughs) not if it's not flashed right (laughs) right now here's one of the things that that is i'm gonna have to part with him on this one okay says one of the dumb things the number three dumb thing is through the wall acs I will say, yes, I know they're not efficient. I know they're not great. They create leaks and all kinds of crazy stuff. But there's many in the South that can't live without a window air conditioner. Right, yeah. Well, they just create. What's happening is that that little box is creating all this water. And if you don't get it drained out Mm -hmm. right, it's just going in the wall. And the trick is how it's set in the window. And Mm -hmm. if the back end of it, the rear end of it, is is pointing down yeah it needs to be set at an angle and then i got a call from a client the other day they were like oh my god we got mold growing in this in this apartment so i went over there to look at it they put in a brand new window unit and of course it had started with the brand new window unit and there was all kinds of mold and stuff growing above the window and i went over there to look at it and it's because they forgot to put the gasket between the windows oh so now you've got warm moist air being sucked in (laughs) turn that of course you got mold right some mold farm in there all right number two and i do not understand this uh but real quick uh ashray standard 62 which is 20 cfm of air outdoor air per 
And I don't know what that means. Well, it's an air transfer. And so what they're saying is that and up north, you have to do that because the houses are built so tight. Mm -hmm. And so they will actually pull air in from the outside for an air transfer. Uh But doing that in the south, it's it's why are you pulling all that warm, moist air into your house? You're just going to have to get rid of the humidity. I know. Now you just created a whole nother problem. So something once again. Building codes are written up north. Right. And number one on this <laughs> oh, list. Oh, this is my favorite. This is my favorite. Northerners coming south to design buildings. Buildings. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, I Sometimes I'll go and, you know, that's probably not politically correct. Yeah, but remember I'll, this podcast plays yeah, everywhere. Yeah, so. I, I walk in, I walk into a house and I'm like, a Yankee built this. Right. This is not, I just. We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. All right. Janice is on the line in Louisiana and we've got a, uh, uh, a garage renovation going on? That's cool. What's up? Uh, actually, it's uh, a house that was built in the 40s. It's in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and I moved up there recently to be near my daughter. And they're renovating the back living area. The, uh, the living area was added on in the 70s by the uh, first owner. But when he connected the house to the garage, he really didn't put a door frame, and he didn't put a header because the rafters are coming through above the door from the garage. So when we took the paneling down, there was a lot of wood damage in that corner. I'm guessing because of rain, snow. Um, And now I'm just concerned about a contractor's doing a job, but he got a little rude with my daughter when she asked him, how are you going to fix this? He didn't give her an answer until just the other day saying he would hope be able to use a two-by-six or a two-by-eight on one side, and I'm hoping he'll be putting another one on the inside of the garage above the door to support that. But I've never seen a situation with rafters coming above a door. How do you really should address this? Well, real quick. Call your code inspector, have them come over and talk you through how it needs to be fixed. And a second thing, even though we're, we're, we're having to get off the show here real quick, but I will say, uh, I hope you've tried another contractor also. If you've just talked to one contractor, try two, three is best. And try that. Well, find out if he pulled a permit. If he pulled a permit, the code inspector, by law, has to come over and sign off on anything he's doing. All right, folks. Got technical. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Miss Liz Gill today. Thank you. Our call screener was Charles Arnold. For Pam Pibus and Jeff Simmons, I'm Jason Klein. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB. Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.